Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features, get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book Einstein, His Life in Universe. The 20th century marks the beginning of modernism. This was a time when no one would be remembered for sticking to the old rules. Trailblazers such as Sigmund Freud, Ludwig Wittgenstein, Pablo Picasso, James Joyce, Franz Kafka, Igor Stravinsky, and Arnold Schoenberg were breaking the traditional orders in their fields. Of course, among them was Albert Einstein. He laid the foundation for quantum mechanics, came up with the theory of relativity and single-handedly overthrew the great laws of physics that Newton had established. Einstein shook up the dominant worldview and the state of physics that deemed to be settled by the scientific community. Although Einstein came up with the famous theory of relativity, it should be made clear that Einstein was by no means a relativist. Beneath all his theories was a pursuit of invariance, certainties, and absolutes. He believed in a harmonious reality which could not be changed by human intervention, and the goal of science was to discover it. Einstein was not a relativist either when it comes to morality or taste. His simple moral convictions kept him in constant sympathy with the destiny of mankind. He advocated boycotting war and general military service, and he never joined the ranks of his German scientific colleagues who preached a just war. Einstein instinctively resisted any authoritative dogma or restriction of freedom. This trait made it easy for him to reject the concept of ether, enabled him to revolutionize the scientific tradition and remained aloof in both his private and public life. He was gentle and friendly, but unemotional. He was a respectable rebel. Einstein was a great man who stayed humble throughout his life. Serious and humorous at the same time, he is rightly considered as a scientific icon even though he may not be willing to assume that role. His name is a synonym for the genius of our time. His fascinating story is an indisputable testament to the close connection between creativity and freedom, which reflects the madness and tumults of our modern era. The book we are going to unlock today will show you Einstein's personality, his creative talents, and his worldview from all possible angles. The author Walter Isaacson is a writer, journalist, historian, and a graduate from Harvard University and Oxford University. He once served as the CEO of the Aspen Institute, chairman of CNN, and the managing editor of Time magazine. He was also involved in making public policy for the government. He is now a professor in the Department of History at Tulane University. In addition to this book, he's penned several highly acclaimed biographies including Steve Jobs, Benjamin Franklin, An American Life, and Kissinger, A Biography. Next, we will unlock this book in the following three parts. Part 1, Early Life Experience and Scientific Enlightenment. Part 2, Early Adulthood the miracle year and general relativity. Part 3, Life Attitude and Worldview. There are plenty of stories about how geniuses tend to be slow learners in their childhood. While some of them are simply white lies, one anecdote about Einstein is true, he was a late talker. As his younger sister later recalled, no matter how often he said the words, Einstein had to move his lips and try them out for himself first before saying them out loud. Therefore, 
the family maid gave him the nickname Dare Deppert, which means stupid. His parents even consulted a doctor for his speech delay. Later, Einstein recalled that he rarely thought in words. Only after his ideas were well shaped in his mind would he try to express them in words. In addition to his slow development, his natural disregard for authority also made him less popular with teachers at school. Those who were irritated by Einstein would tell him to pack up and leave, or that he would never stand out. Albert Einstein was born in the small town of Almond, Swabia in 1879, just a few years after Swabia joined the new German Reich. His parents Hermann and Pauline picked the name Albert over his grandfather's name Abraham to give him a less Jewish-sounding name. However, this did not help him escape the Nazi persecution later in his life. Two years after Einstein was born, her sister Maria was born. Her nickname was Maja. When Einstein met his sister for the first time, he thought she was a wonderful toy his parents had got him. He looked at her and shouted, Yes, but where are the wheels? When Einstein said this, he was three years old and already making memorable comments. He had no interest in other children's games, and instead occupied himself with quieter things. He was a loner, but had a longing for friendship and exchange of ideas. He was persistent and determined and he liked to work on puzzles and play with complex toys. However, he was prone to temper tantrums. At such moments his face would turn completely yellow, the tip of his nose snow white, and he was no longer in control of himself, Maja recalled. At the age of five, he once scared away a female tutor. The other time he struck his sister on her head out of rage. Fortunately, his bad temper did not last long. Einstein became more sympathetic as he grew up. When Einstein was four or five, he was sick in bed one day and his father gave him a compass. That small magnetic needle pointed stubbornly in one direction even though it had no physical contact with anything else. It behaved as if it had been pulled by some mysterious force. Seeing this, Einstein trembled out of excitement. When he reflected on this incident, he recalled that the memory made a deep and lasting impression on him. Something deeply hidden had to be behind things. At about the same time, Einstein received another gift from his mother, a violin. His impatience with the mechanical discipline of the instruction was soothed by Mozart's sonatas. Since then, he was accompanied by Bach's fugues and Mozart's sonatas for the rest of his life. For Einstein, music was not merely a pastime, it helped him think. He believed that all great beauties such as music and Mother Nature should be simple and pure. When Einstein was old enough to go to school, he studied for three years at Catholic elementary school and finished with excellent grades. He then moved up to a high school in the center of Munich which was known for being a liberal institution. We often hear rumors that Einstein was not good at math, but in fact, he mastered calculus before age 15. Even for the Latin and Greek courses he didn't like, he was always among the best. Einstein's greatest intellectual inspiration came from a poor medical student Max Taumi. He was invited to lunch with the Einsteins every Thursday. Taumi brought Einstein science books covering a wide range of topics in physics. Through these books, Einstein learned about how experiments had shown that the speed of light was unaffected by the motion of light sources, how electromagnetic phenomena such as light could be considered as waves, 
and how the same might be true for gravity. All these books clearly illustrated a common concept that there is simplicity and unity in the underlying reality that exists beneath our perceptions. This was a revelation to the young Einstein that helped him develop a realist attitude in his later years. Talmy became Einstein's tutor, but he was soon surpassed by his student. He also gave Einstein a textbook on geometry and introduced him to philosophy. Einstein liked Immanuel Kant, and his reading of the Critique of Pure Reason prompted him to read David Hume and Ernst Mach, and ponder about what he could learn about reality. Hume was clearly aware that some concepts for example laws of causality could not be derived from our perceptions of experience by logical methods. He was skeptical of any knowledge that could not be directly perceived by the senses. A version of this philosophy was called positivism. It denied the validity of any concept beyond direct experience. Mach went even further. He insisted that concepts must be represented by operational definitions. He criticized the concept of absolute time as a useless metaphysical concept that cannot be produced in experience. Influenced by these two great philosophers, Einstein was attracted to positivism at a very young age. More than a decade later, he overthrew the concepts of ether, absolute time, and absolute space using the positivism approaches. Einstein's exposure to science, mathematics, and philosophy led him to reject religion. He hated and avoided religious rituals throughout his life. This attitude extended to other fields as well. He was against dogma and authority in any forms which profoundly influenced his scientific judgment and social thinking. Einstein's nonconformist attitude was later associated with his intellect and even admired when he became successful. However, it was not well received when he was just a sassy high school student in Munich where students were instructed as if they were military soldiers. At the time, the Prussian spirit of discipline and obedience was glorified and popular across Bavaria. Einstein was horrified that he had to serve in the military service in two years. Unable to put up with the military service and strict schools, he planned on leaving. He asked a doctor, Talmi's elder brother to write him a letter to the school attesting that he was mentally exhausted. Einstein then left high school for good. In the winter, he traveled by train through the snowy Alps to join his family in Italy. He told his alarmed parents that he would never return to Germany. At the same time, he promised to study on his own to apply for the Zurich Polytechnic the following autumn. The next year at the age of 16, Einstein passed his math and science exam, but failed the liberal arts section. On the advice of the college's director, Einstein decided to go to the cantonal school in the village of Aral to prepare for his next exam. He stayed with the family of Joost Winteler who taught history and Greek at the school. Einstein developed a strong bond with the Winteler family. He affectionately called Joost's wife Rosa Mama. Their daughter Marie would later become his first girlfriend. Papa Joost was liberal and hated German militarism and nationalism in general. Under his influence, Einstein grew more convinced of internationalism, pacifism, and democratic socialism, believing that it was necessary to establish a world government that operates beyond nations. He considered himself a citizen of the world. Since the authoritarian practices of the German government were incompatible with his strong belief in individual freedom and expression, 
he applied to renounce his German citizenship and was granted permission. Unlike Munich that glorified external authority, the high school in Aral advocated freedom of action and individual responsibility. It was at this school that Einstein began his first series of thought experiments, such as what would happen if he ran after a beam of light. These experiments had a direct impact on the conception of the theory of special relativity. Einstein also maintained his love of music. He was the best violinist in his class. He would perform in concerts at the local church and play Bach with an enchanting tone and incomparable rhythm. After a happy year in Aarau, at the age of 17, Einstein was admitted to the Zurich Polytechnic. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now. Dir hat dieser Podcast gefallen? Dann klicke jetzt auf Abonnieren und empfehle ihn weiter. Bleib immer auf dem Laufenden und folge uns bei Twitter, Instagram und Facebook. Mehr Podcasts findest du auf meinpodcast.de. 